This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Okay, praise God. I just want to pray for us and then I want to, I want to share a word. And I yo, felt a lot of opposition in the spirit this morning. So I really feel God wants to speak to us. Uh, it's about freedom. It's about the battle for the mind. The, the stuff that's going on on the, on the inside in our minds and our hearts. And the, the old devil doesn't want me to talk about this today. But this is, where, this is where the Lord wants to set us free. He wants to set us free. So, Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are here. Jesus Christ, you reign in this house. And, Lord, we just proclaim the blood of Jesus Christ over every heart and mind here. Thank you, Lord, that we can speak to our, our spirit man. We say, wake up in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, we can say, focus. Thank you, Lord, that we must be vigilant, God, sober and vigilant, ready and focused for the assault on our hearts and minds. And so, God, we just welcome your Holy Spirit here right now to minister to our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Come on, make a prayer declaration with me. Say, in Jesus' name. The Word of God is powerful. It changes me from the inside out. I declare the Word of God will not return void, but it will accomplish what God has purposed it. So I speak to my soul. Focus. Awake. Hear the word of God and be set free. In Jesus' name, I renounce every opposition to the word of God and to the spirit of Christ. Lord Jesus, have your way in my heart, in my mind, and in my body. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Thank you. Hallelujah. Okay, so on a, I'm, I've been doing this series about there's more, and there's an invitation to more. And, um, and, I, and I was, as I was preparing this, I realized that if you and I want to step into more, more of God, we need to win this battle. Come on, point to your head. This battle. So I want to sort of just focus us. I want to, I want to make, you and, make you aware again of what's going on here. What's going on in your thoughts? Because that's, this is where the battle rages. And if you win this battle, you win the battle. If you lose this battle, you lose. And so the enemy wants to, wants to, to, to keep us in bondage in this area of our lives, our minds, our thought life. So there's this continuous assault, thoughts being planted in our hearts and minds to, to, to lead us astray. So, uh, so, so, so we need to win the, the, the battle of the mind, but connected to that is, or the result of that is, is holiness. Come on, say holiness. Say, say holy. Now, you know, when, when many people hear the word holy, we have a lot of negative ideas or connotations when we think of, of, of holy, so if you say somebody's holy, what, what does it mean? It's like, a, I'm a better, I'm, if I say I'm holy, I'm, I'm better than you. 
I'm judgmental. I'm a monk on a mountaintop in a monastery. Is, is, is that holy? Is, is that being holy? What, what, is, what, what is holiness? And why does the Bible, Word of God, speak about this over and over again? The Word of God says, be holy, for I am holy. So what is this holy? What, what does it mean to be holy? I want to I wanna, I wanna summarize this with one word. <laughs> when, when you are holy, you are free. It's freedom. It's freedom. Holiness to be like God, because he, he, He's not bound by anything. He, he's not a slave to anything or anyone. Our God is free. He's holy. He's holy. He's morally pure, morally blameless, yes, but ultimately He is free. So I want to illustrate this. The, the Bible speaks of, uh, you know, we, we often, when people think about church and they think about Christians, they, they think Christians are judgmental, you know. Everybody, we're just judging everybody and our rules. Oh, the rules are so boring. You know, we just want to have a bit of fun. There's people saying out there, we just want to have some fun. And you guys say, no, you can't. And no, you can't. And no, you can't. And I, but I want to. I want to. I want to do my stuff. I want to drink too much. I want to mess around with the girls or whatever. I want to I wanna do all these things. I want to be greedy and just have a lot of money. Oh, you know, I want to do my own stuff, you know, because I want, I, I want to pursue what I want to pursue. But the thing is, um, the Bible says it speaks about, about sin. Those who commit sin, and as they miss God's mark, they live their own way. They think they're free, but they're not. The Bible says that sin leads to bondage. It, it, the Bible says that when we sin, we become slaves to that sin. So it's like, you know, so you do a little bit and you, you're like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it doesn't have a hold on me. You know, I'm just uh, having a bit of fun, you know. Yeah, I've still got control. All's good, you know. Drinking a little bit too much maybe, but, you know, not, I've, I've got control over this thing, having a good time, you know. But it's, it doesn't have control, and so you think you're still fine. And then you continue further and you think, man, no, I'm just messing around a little bit on the internet, you know. I'm just watching a few pictures, you know. But it doesn't have control. I can stop at any time, you know. But we, we don't realize, you know, there's another bit of the rope coming around your, 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 your neck, your soul, your spirit, you know. And so you go a little bit further. And you, and you, and you continue um, just thinking, no, man, I'm just having a good time, you know. Me and my girlfriend, you know, we're having a good time. We're not married yet, you know. But, hey, we're sleeping together. But I love her. She loves me. It's fine. It's all wonderful. But we don't realize that another bit of, a, another bit of, a, of the bondage comes to you. These, these cords that come and round you. You're not aware, you know, that there's another... There's another bit coming, you know. But hey, you just have a, you're just living life. And you know, these judgmental Christians, they're judging us and saying, no, we can't and we shouldn't. But we want to. So, stuff you, you know. <laughs> so we're going to just have some fun. And we're having fun, you know. And then what happens? The, the slave master comes. 
Oh, Dion, let's be, you can be the slave master for today. You know, and the slave master comes and he says, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull you down. Ah, I'm going to take you some places where you don't want to go, you know. And, uh, and it's painful because what happens is he's, he's <laughs> this is your moment, brother. This is your moment. <laughs> and then, you know, I want to do it my way. I want to have some fun. Yo, this is getting tight around the neck. <laughs> but ultimately, the, the end result is, is chaos. Relationships falling apart. You don't have control anymore. You're battling with depression. You are battling with fear and anxiety. And the enemy comes and he, he whoops you, torments you emotionally, spiritually. You have, no, you have no peace. You have no joy. It's terrible. You know, it's not judgmental. To say, hey, God is a beautiful standard, and if you live that standard, you've, you've got freedom. It's freedom. It's not, it's like a, our heavenly father is a loving father uh, who loves his children. He says, man, don't go run around in the street in front of the truck. It's going to hit you. It's going to be painful. Is that judgmental? No, it's love. It's saying, don't do it. It's going to hurt you. You know, so on Thursday evening, we went to a free hospital, and, and so we, uh, we prayed before the time, said, God, who's on your heart? We're gonna, who's on your heart? And I just saw a picture of a, a vision in my heart of a, of, of, of a person with a, a yellow shirt on. And I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, I need to pray for that. Someone like, so we went to the hospital, one ward, and we we're praying for people, and God was, seemed like God was healing people, at least partially, and touching lives. I was praying for this one guy, and then I saw this lady walk past with a yellow shirt. She walked in. I'm like, oh, I need to pray for you. And I was still praying, and then she was walking out, and she was leaving. So I ran after her, a lady from Amalinda, and uh, just started to share with her, hey, I saw I, you, you're God's treasure. He loves you. You know, and, and, and what's happening in your life? And do you go to church? No, I don't go to church. And she just says her life is, is a miserable mess. A miserable mess. And I had the privilege of praying with her and committing her life to Christ because it's a miserable mess without Jesus. Amen. But what's so awesome is to, just to see God's heart for somebody and to be, and just to be that voice and to share with her. You know, I've, I've been saying this quite a few times over the last while, but it's still true. Everybody's looking for Jesus. They just don't know it. They just don't know it, you know, but we are to, to, to help and share the goodness of God. But what is holiness? Holiness is freedom. Come on, say freedom. Holiness is freedom. And I want to I wanna share with you just this morning, just quickly, like four, four areas or four strategies of how the enemy attacks our minds and our thinking and how we can move into freedom, into holiness, into a place where, where these cords that are bound around our hearts and souls, that they are loosened. If you win it here, you win it. Okay, so I want to I wanna share with you how to become free from that bondage. And I really want to connect it also to, um, to our encounter four that starts tomorrow evening, our freedom encounter. This is your opportunity. If you're battling with anything, if you want momentum in your spiritual walk with God, our freedom encounter is the place to be. Okay, so the first one I want to share. 
is if you want to win this battle, if you want to move out of, say, you are bound or you're battling in certain areas of your life or you have compulsive negative thinking in your mind and you want to be free from that, where do you start? Well, you start with number one, you start with faith. Faith. Faith in Christ, not faith in self. Now, this is sometimes a challenging one. Because what if you are, say you are bound by stuff, say you are doing things, or let me, let me ask this, uh, over the last five years, anybody that has done something or thought something that you were ashamed of? Okay, good. Speaking to the right people then this morning. Praise God. Because one of the big lies is like, it's only you, eh? It's only you. You walk into you in the church, you look at all these holy, perfect people, and you're thinking, uh, uh, what am I doing here? I so don't fit. You know, the, uh, in, well, I was 18 years old when I committed my life to Christ. And I remember after doing that, that same night, I was sitting there in the audience. I was depressed because I was looking at all the Christians. I was like, how on earth can I ever be like them? Because I was such a mess. Every sentence was a cuss word. It was just a whole lot of nonsense in my life. I was so bound by so many things. And I came in thinking, there's just no way that I can be like these people. Okay, so you've got hope, okay? So, yeah, there's hope for you. But the, 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 the starting point of stepping into holiness and freedom in your mind is to believe in Christ that he is holy. He is holy. Jesus is holy. Jesus is holy, and if he is holy and I am in Christ, that means I am holy. Now, you must follow me. You've done nothing. Your life is still a mess. But the moment you put your faith in Jesus, you say, Lord, you are holy. And the scriptures say that we are, the moment you commit your life to Christ, you are in Christ that means you are holy. It's called positional holiness. Positional holiness. It's a position you take up in the spirit realm. And if you don't take up that place in the spirit, you can't walk into true holiness in terms of your whole being. So you need to take up that place, positional holiness, in terms of who he is, in terms of who Christ is, and what he has accomplished. And then when you take up that place, then you can start walking out real holiness in your whole being. Now, you know, this uh, the Temple of Solomon, there was the outer court in the holy place, and then the most holy of holies. I believe it's the same. Positional holiness is maybe there at the outer court, just getting it to the, the door. Then you have the holy place, and then you have the host, most holy place. So there needs to be an outflow of holiness. It does, you can't just say, well, Jesus is holy, so uh, I'm holy, but you live like a, like a shocker. <laughs> That's not going to fly over the long term. There needs to be real change if we, we, we start walking in, in true holiness. Okay, so the first one is positional holiness. So 1 Peter 1 verse 2, it says, God the Father knew you and chose you long ago. He knew you and chose you long ago. And His Spirit has made you holy. Come on, say His Spirit. This is profound. Because many of us think we need to make ourselves holy. There's a partnership with the Holy Spirit, but it's His Spirit making us holy. As a result... 
you have obeyed him. You see, there's the outflow. It needs to be, it needs to manifest in how you actually live. And have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Come on, say more. Okay, so it says there more, more, more peace, more grace. May God give you more. But he starts off by saying, God knew you and he chose you. Hey, you're precious. You're valuable. God, as you've often heard, God doesn't make junk. He doesn't make junk. You know, when you are battling with a certain area of your life, whether it's just on thought level or with your actions, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt that comes with it. A lot of condemnation. A lot of self-accusation. You know, shame says there's something wrong with me. There's something really, really wrong. That's shame. It gives, gives you no solution. You just want to hide away in a corner. That's shame. So when you battle with things in your mind or in your heart, it's, and, and you keep on battling those, those, those accusations of the enemy assaults one, saying there's something wrong with you. Oh, what do, what do you think you're doing? And uh, you need to be aware of, the, of, those, of those things. But it says there, he chose you. Come on, he say, say, say this. I am chosen for holiness. You have been chosen by God to be set free, to have victory in your mind, to step into holiness. And the most beautiful thing, and you have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is just so powerful. Uh, Deval, last week, Sunday night, he shared about uh, uh, water baptism, and he just compared and just said, guys, our faith is in the blood, the blood covenant. There's nothing, the enemy has nothing against the blood covenant. Or when, when you put your faith in what Christ has done for you, it is like the most wonderful shower ever. The Lord showers you, washes you clean from the inside out. I think one of the most beautiful I've said this often, but one of the most beautiful things for me of becoming a believer in Christ, a real believer, not just going to church, following him and allowing him to set me free, the most beautiful thing is to be clean, blameless on the inside. No skeletons in the closet. Nothing to hide away. Walking in the light, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, so I don't know where, where, you, where you might be at, but I tell you, when you walk in freedom, you're no longer bound by the ropes, the snares of sin. It, uh, it is incredible. But then it says, but I, may God give you more, and I believe that's the key. If you want more of God, if you want more peace, if you want more joy, you need to win this battle in your mind and then in your lifestyle. It's the only way you're going to have peace. only way, if, if, you, if you keep on... Uh, walking outside of the will of God, you're just going to know guilt and condemnation and the enemy is going to break you down. It's a terrible place to be. But the key is there, you need to partner with the Holy Spirit. His Spirit makes you holy. So positional holiness, I am holy because Jesus is holy. Amen. Come on, let's say it. I am holy because Jesus is holy. Okay, so you take up that place and then you partner with the Holy Spirit as that it gets worked out in your life. Okay, so that's the first one. Faith. The second one. The second part, very much connected to the first one. But you need to focus on Jesus, not on self. So there's one of the, 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 the traps of the enemy. When you are wrestling with something, your thought life, um, let's say, really terrible addiction, you're addicted to ice cream. Okay. 
horrible, horrible addiction. And so how do you break out of that addiction? It's like, don't think of ice cream. Don't think of ice cream. Don't think of ice cream. What are you going to think about? Ice cream. Okay. <laughs> so, so the key of overcoming is like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That, that doesn't work. You need to get the focus off yourself and put the focus on God. But how does it normally work? When we start wrestling in our thoughts, when we start wrestling in our lifestyle with whatever it might be, the first thing that happens is the enemy comes in, he accuses you, and all the focus comes upon you. There's something wrong with me. You horrible human being. You terrible. What the heck is what? (laughs) Call yourself a Christian. What if they find out? These accusations, these accusations, and they just put all the focus on yourself. You're not going to break out. No, you need to put all your focus on Jesus. You need to put all your focus on the loving Father that loves you despite your stuff, despite your wrestling in your thoughts, despite the wrestling in your life. It doesn't matter how, how, how bound you are. God is not angry with you. It doesn't matter how badly you failed this past week. He is not angry at you. He's not condemning you. The word of God says, for there there is therefore now. Come on, say now. No condemnation for those who are in Christ. There is no condemnation. Come on, say no condemnation. Because condemnation steals your strength. Condemnation takes you deeper into the pit and binds you with a few extra cords. Condemnation disconnects you from the power of the Holy Spirit that leads you out. So I want to I expose that lie. Our Father, our Heavenly Father loves us. He loves you. doesn't matter what you're wrestling with in your thoughts all your life. doesn't matter how badly if you run away from Jesus for 10 years. He's still standing, arms wide open, saying, I'm waiting for you. If, you. if you feel he's angry, well, I know the one that is angry. His name is the devil, Satan. He is angry. He despises the children of God because he despises God. He is angry, yes. But the Lord Jesus wants to set you free. So you need to get the focus off yourself and put the focus on him. So James chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, trials, and temptations. For when he's been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Come on, say blessed. Blessed. No, man. <laughs> hey, who likes temptations and trials? Hey, hey, hey. No, not fun. But it's blessed because if you handle it right, it brings you closer to Jesus. If you handle it right, it causes you to run to Christ. But don't cut yourself off from the one who loves you. The one that wants to help you. Years ago, in, I was in hostel and I, uh, at Stellenbosch University, student there, and, and I led a guy to, to Jesus, and he was smoking weed, and he was drinking a lot, and partying hard. It was a mess. And uh, it was amazing how, you know, I was studying the one night, and I was really stressed. Engineering week was crazy week, so you study until 3 o'clock every night, sleep for two hours, then you go and write, go home, and start studying again, like five, six days straight. And uh, I was in the midst of this exam, and there was this guy sitting behind me. Uh, he came walking into my room, and he said, hey. And I just heard him say, what is written in Ezekiel 37-something? 
I'm like, I don't know that voice connected to the Bible. And I turned around like, dude, <laughs> this is the guy smoking weed down the passage. And he parties hard. And I said he was watching this movie Pulp Fiction. And before they blow out the brains of the people, they would quote Ezekiel 37, like, I am the Avenger. And he said, is it really there? And I took my Bible and read it to him. Ach, anyway, and I, I led him to Jesus, which was awesome. He committed his life to Christ via Pulp Fiction. Praise God. <laughs> I, I remember in the, it's a name was Fricky. Fricky. <laughs> and, he, and his life was radically changed around um, and in that time, and then he went, you know, school, uh, student holidays, he went away, and when he came back, you know, I could see he's not lacquer, things are not lacquer, and he started to mess around again, he started to fall into some sin patterns again, and I remember sitting with him, and he was like, feeling like, I, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I can't come to God, I'm not worthy. In the end, he walked away completely from God because he just felt, I can't, God is angry with me, he won't accept me, I'm like, man, there is no condemnation. For a child of God, because he loves you. So I want to hammer that home. It doesn't matter how badly you've whatever. Jesus loves you. And he says, come back. Let me help you to set you free. Jesus is not the accuser. The devil is the accuser. Jesus is not the condemner. He came to set the world free so that the world might not be condemned. Amen. Come on, let's say it. There's therefore now no condemnation. No, no, no condemnation. And yes, you can't keep in a lifestyle of sin for the next 50 years. There needs to be breakthrough at some point. But it starts there. You need to get a focus off yourself and back on God. But blessed. Temptations, trials, blessed. Because it brings you closer to God. Uh, many of us, would, when we battle with things in our hearts or lives, we would say, ah, I'm not worthy. No, you are worthy because come by the blood of Jesus. And the, and the wonderful thing here as well is this. You, you probably have heard the, the parable of the Pharisee. Jesus shared the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And the tax collector was like a mafia dude, okay? He was a terrible guy. He, terrible people. They would really be uh, mess around. And Jesus shares the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector both coming to the temple to pray. And how did the, the Pharisee pray? Father, thank you that I am not uh, like these people. Thank you, Lord, that I give. Thank you, God, that I'm... He was celebrating all his own works. And he exalted himself over others. And then what did the tax collector do? He just beat his breast and he said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Now that's so powerful because, and, and it says, and Jesus, which one left justified? Which one left there right in the sight of God? Not the Pharisee, but the tax collector. The guy who's not necessarily changed anything yet in his life, but the one who humbled himself and said, I am coming to God, not based on my own good works. Lord, I come. And in our context, God, we come based on the, on, on the blood of Jesus Christ. We come based on what Jesus has done for us. Lord, there is no good thing in me except Jesus, the Holy Spirit that lives in me. You know, when we come like that, we come humbly and God gives us grace, empowerment to overcome. When we come proud, there is no grace. There's no empowerment to be set free. 
God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Amen. Come on, let's say it. There's nothing good in me except the Holy Spirit. Our goodness comes from God. Our goodness comes from God. Often when I've spoken to guys, especially guys who battle with pornography, you know, I sometimes just smile when, when they like, man, I'm, 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 I've been standing for two weeks, two weeks, haven't messed up for two weeks or haven't messed up for a month. Or I'm like, dude, forget it. Don't, don't boast in how long you're standing. I mean, be thankful, fine. But you're putting your faith in your works. And there's no grace for that. Just say, God, I'm walking by your grace. Thank you so much. It's your grace that I'm free from whatever it might be you're battling with. That uh, ice cream addiction. Praise God. 1 Peter 1 verse 13. Connecting with this focus, the focused heart, the focused mind. It says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. It starts like, prepare your minds for action. Gird up the loins of your mind. It's like, get focused. Get focused. Get focused. Get ready for action. Be aware of the battle that's raging in your thoughts to, to lead you astray. And it says, be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ revealed. Either put all your focus on Christ. Put all your hope Lord, I'm going to look away from all my stuff. I'm looking at who you are. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are glorious. He who sets his mind on things above, he will be set free. The more you set your mind on on God, the more of heaven flows into you. The more you set your mind on earthly things, the more you're going to be bound by stuff. You don't become holy by focusing on your sinfulness. You don't become holy by focusing on your sinfulness. You become holy by focusing on Jesus Christ. Okay, so come on, say focus. Focus, right. Then the third one. Connected to that whole focus thing is, uh, I experience this myself at times when, when I'm tired, been a busy season or busy week or a busy week, weekend or whatever, then I'm like, I go into veg, veg, veg mode. Sit on the internet and read news or sit in front of the TV and just like zombily stare at the TV. I, I, I'm tired. I deserve this. <laughs> ah, you do that too, I'm sure. Facebook, Facebook. Let's go Facebook for five minutes. And you just keep on vr, vr, vr. <laughs> 35 minutes. I, 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 put a, I put on YouTube, I put a, a, a reminder, a 30-minute reminder. It pops up when I'm 30 minutes. 30 minutes on YouTube, because I just quickly want to check something. Then I'm watching a video, watching a video, and then rudely, this, after 30 minutes, this thing pops up. Like, no, man, go away. <laughs> and you ah, the zombie mode. That's not being focused. That's not being focused. That, that's not having your mind ready for the battle. When you go through that, and especially, guys, people, when we are tired, we tend to then go into that vegetative, vegging mode, um, uh, zombie mode, okay? So if you set your mind on, if you, if you allow your mind just to go, you're going to go just earthly things. It's not necessarily sin, it's just you're feeding yourself with the wrong stuff. And that's the third one. The third one is feed. You need to feed yourself. I, I believe it's like you have a, um, a holiness tank, a holiness tank. If you feed off the heavenly, if you... 
set your mind on things above, if you meditate on the goodness of God, on his word, on who God is, if you continuously set your mind on things above, his word, worship, prayer, then what happens is you're feeding your soul. Come on, say feed. You're feeding your soul. You're feeding your heart with heavenly things. It's like you're filling up your holiness tank. And your holiness tank is needed to resist temptation and overcome trials when the enemy comes knocking. So some of you might wonder, why do I just give in to certain temptations at certain times? Just so there's like no resistance. I'm just going down that path. Some of us might wonder why. Well, the reason is you're not feeding your soul. You're not feeding your soul. You're not filling up your holiness tank. Okay, so you need to fill up your holiness tank with the Lord. Okay, so um, let, me, let, me, let me take you to that scripture there, 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17. So I'm going to put the focus on your, what's happening in your heart and mind, and I want to help us to get our, our thoughts focused on, on, on the good stuff so we can be free. Okay, so verse 17 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17, it says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. The moment you commit your life to Christ, you are one spirit with God. Then it says there, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. So the, the Paul is highlighting specifically sexual sin as, as significant. That you sin against your own body. You bring, you, bring, you bring bondage over yourself like nothing, like nothing else when there is sexual compromise, sexual sin. It says, every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Verse 19, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? This is beautiful. You are a house for God. You're a house for God. God comes and lives on the inside of you and me. And if we want more of him. Now you need to hear me. Holiness, the topic of holiness is uh, obviously not uh, a very exciting topic. But it's an awesome topic if you see what comes after it. If you see the results of holiness. When your thoughts become pure, when your heart is no longer bound by other things, eh, what happens to many of us? We come to church on a Sunday, and we're worshiping the Lord, and we're singing these songs, and we're like, Lord Jesus, my, your, you know, no other name but your name, Lord. But what often happens is when, 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 when we have bondage or we have these hooks that the enemy has put on the inside of us because of what we've been feeding on, it's like, Lord, I'm say, even saying the words now, but my mind and my heart is going somewhere else. I'm in prayer. I want to open the word of God and I want to spend time. I want to draw near to the love of my life. I want intimacy with my king. But I can't because my mind is going down other paths. My, my, my thoughts are going. My emotions is running away. I, have, I don't have the peace or the joy to just allow my soul to draw near to God. And this has got so much to do with how we feed. 
And it's not even sinful feeding. It's just worldly feeding. If it's like, what do you see with your eyes? What are you, what are you seeing? What are you feeding with your eyes? What, what, what are you feeding? What are you listening to? I often uh, smile, especially when my years as a student, a youth pastor, spoke to young people. And then uh, I would ask, okay, so what music are you listening to? And they listen to this rap, hectic rap music. And they would say, man, I'm not listening to the words. I'm just enjoying the vibe. And what is the words? Kill your mother. Kill your mother. Kill your mother. Kill your mother. And then you wonder why you and your mother isn't working so lacquer. Because you're feeding your soul with the kill your mother words, you know. Go listen to those words. Or some other songs, you know, so many of the, of the, of the, of the, the music videos, you know. It's so, they've done studies about the amount of lustful images. They know they're making people addicted. That's why they keep on watching it. So if you feed your soul with those things the whole time, your holiness tank's going to be empty and you're going to find yourself going the wrong way. So what are you seeing? What are you looking? What do you, what do you, what do you allow into your soul? What are you allowing in through your hearing? What are you allowing to minister to your heart? You need to evaluate because those things affect one. It feeds your soul. Okay. So um, I see it like as follows. It's like there are these, these hooks. That if you watch these things or listen to certain things, then it's, it's like the enemy puts a hook and he, he binds you, as I explained earlier. But if you want to make yourself free, you need to go through this process, as I've just been sharing. Number one, put your faith in Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you are holy, therefore I am holy, and one of those cords are loosened. Then the second one is get the focus off yourself, all on Jesus, and you celebrate. Lord, I thank you that you are good. God, I thank you that you love me. God, I thank you even though I might be battling with certain areas of my life or or my thought life isn't as it should be. God, I thank you you are for me and you want to set me free. And then this is where the discipline part comes in. Now you need to start feeding your soul. And this is probably one of the toughest parts of, of the Christian walk. Every moment of the day, you have a choice of two options. Every one of us, we have a choice. Every moment of the day, we have a choice. Unless you're busy with work and you need to work. (laughs) Then there are two other options. Am I going to just feed on the worldly or I'm going to feed on the heavenly? And when you feed on the heavenly, it's like it, it, it breaks these cords. It sets you free. It gives you the capacity, it fills up your holiness tank so that you can say, you can say, uh, I hear you, devil, <laughs> I see that temptation. Man, I'm running that direction. <laughs> Go away in Jesus' name. One of those beautiful things for me that I've experienced in my life is when when, when, when I've over the years found freedom in Christ is to be able to, to, you know, as I said, to be holy is to be free. To be holy is to be free, to have the capacity to choose Jesus every time, to choose Christ. That's freedom. 
That's freedom, and that's what God wants to do. So that he wants to come and set you free so that you can say, Lord, I so want to spend time with you, I'm going to spend time with you. Or, ah, Facebook, ah, internet, ah, magazine, ah, there's something else, I don't know, what, what do people do? Movies, TV, series, you name it. But you have this choice the whole time. And if you feed your soul too much with the other things, your holiness tank is going to be empty, and you're going to find yourself in trouble. Hallelujah. Who wants more of Jesus? Huh? Come on. It costs you something. It costs you something. That's like what, what many people are saying, hey, end of the year time. Huh? I'm tired. I'm tired. I need a holiday. Okay? So let's play it out. Two weeks of holiday. Watching movies and vegging and doing nonsense. What are you, you going to feel at the end of that? <sighs> I still feel tired. I feel tireder. I feel tireder. Now I really need a holiday. Let me give you a truth. This is a tip. Life-changing tip. The best holiday on the planet is found in Christ. Ten minutes in the presence of God is better than a week vegging on nonsense. It's the truth because it's, it feeds your soul and your spirit and your body. Okay, so that's a tip for the holidays, eh? Holy days. Holy days. Holy days. Come on, say holy days. Holy days. I spoke to one of the doctors who's working over the December, and he says every December, it's carnage. It's like, it, 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 he says from his perspective, it seems like we are in the apocalypse. The amount of people that come into the hospitals with stab wounds and gunshots and this <laughs> chaos. Ah, so I want to, what if, what if you and I, what if we, over the next, what, six weeks plus till the end of the year, what if we have a holiday in Jesus? Yeah, we have fun as well, obviously, in terms of, we, you know, I'm not saying don't do anything, don't watch any movies or anything. I'm just saying we balance it beautifully, that we feed our soul with God, we feed our hearts with the Word of God, and we still pray. Can you imagine that? We still spend time in prayer. We still seek the face of God. That would just be awesome. You and I can shift the atmosphere wherever we go. Because December's it's crazy time. It's crazy time. And you and I can shift it. You can shift the atmosphere for your family. You can shift the atmosphere in your own home. You can shift the atmosphere for your wider extended family. But then you need to feed your soul with God, with a word. Come on. Come on, let's say it. I can do this. Yes, you can do this. And the last one is very shortly. Follow. Follow Jesus into freedom. Follow Jesus into freedom. Ephesians 5 verse 1 to 2. It says, follow God and imitate all he does in everything you do. Follow God and imitate and imitate all he does in everything you do. For then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters and continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ. For he surrenders life for you. And then he's saying, come on, surrender, sur- be sur- live a life surrendered into the extravagant love of God. So I just want to, just quickly. What normally happens is we are waiting, most people are waiting for a moment where they feel good enough, equipped enough, holy enough, 
like, ta-da, six months of perfection, so finally I qualify. Now I can do something for Jesus. No, man, nonsense. You're never going to be perfect. Make a peace with it. But you need to follow Jesus if you want to be truly, truly set free. I was like on Thursday night going to hospital like a bunch of us. You know, we, there were 21 people that committed their lives to Christ on, on Thursday night. There were amazing st- stuff that was happening, amazing miracles that happened. And we were just, you feel so alive. I was like the afternoon before going to hospital, I was like, oh, I'm not in the mood for this. <sighs> See, even me. Oh, I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> but I know, when I told the people that they go, so I must go. I can't be a fake. So I need to go. Okay, fine. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, so I'm going. So I'm at the hospital, and then suddenly God pitches up, and they're just so beautiful. It's just His presence is there. We're hearing His voice. We're praying for people, and just going from bed to bed, praying with His people. I tell you, your own heart awakens by Sharing, chatting with someone, he's been hospital for two weeks, he has this fever, he's battling with this, all these things. And I, I, I tell you, it does something to us. And it's like God draws near. I'm like, man, I need to do this more often. Just pray for people. Just listen to their stories. Just love on them. You see, when you follow Jesus, you follow him into freedom. There's so many times in my life where I felt everything isn't as it should be. I, I, I haven't prayed enough. I haven't done I haven't fasted enough. I, 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 and I was, it doesn't matter. Jesus has done it all. Now just follow him and he will move. And he does. So I want to ask you, step out, even if everything isn't in order. Even if you don't feel good enough or holy enough or whatever it is. As you step out, you will find freedom. Amen. It's like, it's like the heavenlies open up, Jesus appears, and the kingdom comes, and you are set free. Amen. So come on, let's take this battle. Let's fight. Let's fight for our hearts and minds. Let's get divine order in our thoughts. Let's break the cords off our hearts, our souls, our minds. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.